Have your diabetes ever gone 100% according to plan 100% of the time? No, of course not. <laughs> Me neither, right? Even though I still do run my blood sugars with very tight control, there are still days where it goes completely off plan. And I want to tell you a little story about how my insulin pump ran out of insulin while I was out and about without any spare insulin. And what I did to keep my blood sugars relatively stable and in range, even in the absence of insulin. We're gonna get into some more advanced topics today, but I'm really excited to share this with you. So let's jump into our theme song, and then we'll get to it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so... Uh, last weekend, my wife and I were out shopping. She was showing me the ropes for how to uh, grocery shop because, I mean, let's be real, it's been a while since I have gone grocery shopping. <laughs> and so she was showing me, you know, her routes and we're going through the grocery stores and uh, the, the standard foods, her favorite foods, all this kind of stuff. Because if you did not know, my wife is pregnant and we we're actually expecting our first child in like two weeks. And so she figured, hey, probably not going to be feeling 100%. Let me teach you how to do this so you can do it for me. And I said, all right, let's do it. So while we were at the first of many stops, <laughs> my insulin pump actually beeped and went off. And I knew that sound. I thought, oh my goodness, there is no way that I'm out of insulin. And sure enough, I looked down, I checked my pump, the, the message said out of insulin alert, right? And I, I don't know how I got in that situation exactly because I'm thinking through it. I'm like, I calculated the amount that I had left, the hours we would be gone. I should have been able to stay in range. Now, of course, this is me miscalculating because I have uh, a tandem pump. It has control IQ, so it does administer insulin on its own if it determines it's necessary to keep you in range, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I did not anticipate uh, a very slow and steady rise in blood sugars. And so I may have started off shopping at 100 with my blood sugars. Uh, but unfortunately, by the time we got to the grocery store, whether it was a delayed absorption of carbohydrates because of the proteins and fats or, you know, stress or whatever it could have been, my blood sugars had risen. And as a result, my pump had administered the few, very few <laughs> units of insulin that I had left. And so because of that, uh, my pump did run out quite earlier than I had expected. And so uh, pump went off. I looked at the message. I'm like, oh, what the heck? I'm out of insulin. Hey, uh, Lisa, my wife, right? I was like, um we gotta go. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know how. I kind of know, but like, I'm, I'm still a bit kind of confused, but I'm out of insulin. Um, and apparently I'm slowly rising. My blood sugars are, I don't want this to turn into a terrible situation. Any chance we could reschedule and, uh, you know, wrap up. And she's like, well, let's think about this, right? Like, uh, walking around the store, that should help lower your blood sugars or at least keep them relatively stable. Right. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I love you. <laughs> She's amazing. She's got a lot, a lot of knowledge of diabetes. Uh, of course, she hears me talk about it daily. And so she's got this existing knowledge of like, well, aerobic activity, walking, that tends to lower most people's blood sugars, right, Matt? And I'm like, yes, of course. But of course, in the absence of insulin, it will still eventually start creeping back up. And so I, I don't have an unlimited timer here. And so she's like, okay, well, how much time do we have? Can we hit half this one store, the full store, and you know, we kind of did some calculation, and that's where I pulled back for a second and assessed the situation. And I want you to pull this from this episode. 
Uh, if nothing else, this is key, is to assess your situation given the data you have in front of you. So for me, my pump ran out of insulin. I currently have zero insulin going into my body, right? Aerobic activity, can that bring blood sugar down? Yes, it can. Not always, okay, there are other variables to consider, but yes, in many cases it does bring blood sugar down. Uh, B, my pump had administered insulin on its own because Control IQ, the algorithm predicted I was gonna be going high and so it gave me some insulin. So it's not that I have zero insulin on board and zero insulin being given. I have zero insulin being given, but I was just administered a dose of insulin. So technically, uh, even though that insulin should be required to bring my blood sugars down to a better range, I do still have quote unquote, insulin on board, right? Even though the rest of the basal insulin has been stopped. So thinking this through, we have aerobic activity. We have a little amount of insulin on board. It's not much because it did run out halfway through <laughs> what it was trying to give me, but we do technically have insulin on board, which means insulin plus activity in many cases does equal a slow decline or in some cases rapid, uh, a decline in blood sugars. And so I, I look at her, I'm like, all right, we can craft a plan with this. Let's go. So uh, I tell her, hey, we've, you know, I'm calculating how much insulin on board because it does show you on the screen you have X amount of insulin. And at this point, it is a decimal point, so it's not very much. But calculating in my head, uh, of course, using the formulas that I teach my clients and that I use every day to predict where my blood sugars are going to go. So X amount of activity, X amount of insulin on board with zero basal. It's a couple different calculations there. You've got overlaying timelines, if you've ever heard me give that training. Okay, if you know what the timelines are, you're a bit more advanced, which is great. But we're looking at the situation and I'm like, okay, we can hit half of this one store, but then I do have to go home. And I'm really sorry, but we, we do have to go home. Uh, otherwise, this is going to be a messy situation, which could lead into a messy rest of the day. I'd much rather just come back uh, a separate time. So we hit half the store uh, because of the insulin board and the activity, my blood sugar stay exactly where they're at. All right, now, unfortunately, they were a little bit higher than I would have liked. I think they were around 145, 150-ish. And so keeping it right there, not the end of the world, right? I'm keeping an eye on it though. And as we round the, the first half of the store, we head back home, you know, and back home, it's another 20, 25 minutes to get home. And I'm looking at my pump like, ah, now I'm stationary, right? Or sedentary. I'm not moving. This is gonna cause a little bit of a rise. And we get home, quick, change my site, add new insulin in, calculate exactly how much I need, and then reassess. Okay, so we assessed the first point, now I'm reassessing the situation. I have zero insulin on board, zero active insulin because it was used essentially in place of basal, right? The, the you know what I'm talking about, the, the long acting insulin versus the basal in the pump. The basal was stopped because I ran out of insulin, but it was giving me insulin when it ran out. So technically I had pseudo basal insulin, if that makes sense. So considering all of that, in addition to the activity that I did have, I was now put into a situation where I got to kind of have this internal discussion with myself, what are the next steps I'm going to take? Do I administer insulin to bring my blood sugars down? Do I consider the basal that I've missed? Do I switch up the rest of my strategy for the rest of the day? And my plans in, in, in existence were to go to the gym. So I'm gonna go lift heavy and lift heavy weights and uh, get a solid anaerobic workout. And then we just talked about how aerobic can bring blood sugars down. You may or may not know this, but anaerobic in some cases, sometimes, can actually bring blood sugars up. That's right, exercise can actually increase your blood sugars. Shocking, I know. If you, if you don't know about that yet, or especially if you don't know how to determine what to expect with different types of exercises and blood sugars, then right now, pause this, get out of here and go to diabetesinaction.com. 
In that training, I go over specifically aerobic versus anaerobic, what to expect. We talk about insulin on board. We talk about the whole deal. Everything that I'm calculating in my head, this exact formula that I actually use is called the 80-20 blood sugar formula. And no, that is not a bolus split of 80% up front, 20% later. A lot of people think it is. It's not. It is the 80-20 blood sugar formula. Go check that out. You'll understand a lot more in depth what I'm talking about right now. That's at diabetesinaction.com. Okay? But for now, we're looking at different types of activities. Do I want to lift heavy? Can I lift heavy? Should I give insulin? Is the basal enough? Lots of different things coming into play here. A lot of different variables that can impact blood sugars. And so I made this executive decision to cancel the gym because I recognize that that specific type of workout that I had planned for that day, and of course the type of workout, even if it is anaerobic, can be shifted, right? But because of what I had planned, I recognized that would put me at a higher risk for elevated blood sugar levels. Didn't want to deal with that. So instead, I went for a bike ride. Now for me personally, and I cannot uh, put enough emphasis on that, for me personally, this specific type of bike ride, I knew typically brought my blood sugars down. And so I did not give a correction. I hooked up my pump with the new insulin, new pump site, and I went for a bike ride, used that as my workout. Instead, it brought my blood sugars right back down to where I wanted them. Because I had the missing basal, it did not lower my blood sugars that much. And as a result, came in for a smooth landing at 110 and was able to eat my lunch without having to correct for a 300 blood sugar, which is probably what it would have been had I not been informed on these different variables. Had I continued on with grocery shopping and just said, you know what, we'll figure it out later, I probably would have ended up at 300. Uh, had I gone to the gym, I probably would have ended up at about 250, right, because of the specific type of exercise and the absence of insulin, uh, and that would have been a more complicated formula, though it is possible to still complete those routes. It would have been a more complicated formula for me to calculate, and I just wanted to have a simple day. <laughs> I just wanted for it to be easy, so I uh, came back, switched the pump slide, went for a bike ride, ended up having an amazing time. It was a beautiful day and avoided the blood sugar roller coaster. Now, if you're familiar with what that is, that is the blood sugar is going up and down and you're chasing it all day long. They're high, take insulin. Oh, now that was too much. Now they're low, eat food. Oh, I ate too much food. Now they're high again and just up and down and up and down. It is so frustrating and quite literally the best way that you can avoid the blood sugar roller coaster is to use your blood sugar formula. If you can calculate where the blood sugars are gonna go based on different decisions and variables in your diabetes management, you can actually predict where your blood sugars are going to go before they get there so that you can take action. Think of the new pump algorithms. We have Tandem's Control IQ, we have Medtronic's Auto Mode, we have uh, you know, Loop. We have all these different ways that the technology is attempting to give their best prediction this is where you can literally predict. And the reason that this is different is that the, the algorithms that we're using today are running essentially blind, right? They don't know what decisions you're making. They see blood sugars going up and they assume they're gonna keep going up, right? What they don't know is that you're about to go for a run or you're about to take insulin. Well, in some cases they would actually register that you've taken insulin, but let's say blood sugars are going down. They predict they're gonna keep going down. So they alter the amount of insulin that you're getting, not knowing you're about to eat a giant bowl of cereal, right? The decisions that we make in life will alter those algorithms and therefore render them a little bit less than perfect. But the perfect formula that you can implement is the formula that you control. And the only way you can do that is through understanding what your blood sugars are gonna do, experimenting with your blood sugars to determine what is true for you, 
and then learning the correct formula that is unique to you for predicting where your blood sugars are going to go. Now, if again, if that's too high level and you want more of a built out training, more of an explanation for that, you can find that at the website that I mentioned. It does go deeper into that. It's like 30 or 40 minutes of me going into each of these specific areas, insulin, exercise, food, and you can find that last time at diabetesinaction.com. But for now, I want you to take a step back and think about how you can assess your blood sugars, assess current situations and look at what is going on, what other variables are at play. You know, it doesn't have to be you ran out of insulin and had to worry about, well, how am I gonna get insulin in my body uh, before this turns into a messy situation? It doesn't have to be crazy. It could quite literally be um, you just had a meal. Maybe your friends or your family wants you to go for a walk. Cool, walks make me go low. I just took a bunch of insulin. I'm probably gonna go really low. How can I go on this walk, not let diabetes hold me back, but also not go low? Right? There's this balance that we have to find between diabetes management and quality of life, and they can coexist. But it is up to you taking the first step to learn about what your blood sugars are going to do and why. Now, before I get any deeper into that topic, you guys can go check out the website and learn all more about that if you want. Uh, but for now, I wanted to drop a hint at something fun we've got planned. Now, today, well, the day that I'm filming this, technically it was yesterday, is the first day of National Diabetes Awareness Month. Okay, NDAM for those of you who are uh, in the Cool Kids Club. But Diabetes Awareness Month is a fun time for us diabetics to come together and share in community and to learn new things and to uh, be proud of what we've been able to accomplish with and through type 1 diabetes. And it doesn't have to be type 1, there's also type 1.5, type 2, type 3, gestational, all these different types of diabetes. And we come together. So first of all, I want to say to you, happy National Diabetes Awareness Month. Uh, diabetes does not have to be all doom and gloom. There is fun to be had in life, even with diabetes. But the first step is for us to learn more about it. And we've got something special cooked up for you guys we're gonna release in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm really, really pumped about it. It's something we've been working on for a very long time, and I am excited, so keep an eye out for that. Other than that, though, have an amazing month ahead. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next episode. Keep up the fight.